0: Good afternoon, Paul. And good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Martin. <laughs> Welcome to a, well, I guess we have to call this Round the Archives in Conversation, which is an addition to our normal release schedule. So it's not its not actually got an episode number as such, but we're, <laughs> we thought we'd just sit down around a virtual table Indeed. and have a natter about some old telly and see what we think. Yeah. so Martin this was your
1: idea oh yes it yes. So, uh, <laughs> I'm suddenly regretting it but yes no I just think here we all are locked in in our isolations or, uh, to various extents and let's face it lots of people sit around and talk about football lots of people sit around and talk about all sorts of things and I just thought maybe we could have a rough and ready open-ended chat about the stuff that interests us and if it we think it's interesting we'll bung it out there as an extra sort of bit of around the archives fun for
0: people. No, I know you've been recording this morning already. Oh, my my voice is going. (laughs) You've got your new spin-off show, so perhaps you'd like to
1: plug that in case
0: anybody don't know about that. uh,
1: What? Oh, the uh, A to Z of uh, UK TV drama. Yes, uh, that's something I'm doing with uh, Andy Priestner, who has the brand new uh, World Enough and Time out today uh, on the Crotons. So, uh, and we've we've kind of teamed up, and we're doing this uh, experiment. We're kind of focusing just on drama, yeah. Uh, around the archives, uh, well we, we I I tend to do drama, but we we do a more um, uh, we, we cover light entertainment stuff and everything like that. So we've kind of stripped that away and just you know sort of thought, well, this is a little bit we can spin off, you know. So so we are the CSI Miami of uh, around the archives <laughs> at the moment.
0: Well, is it true to say that uh, we're all sort of spin-offs of each other now? Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs>
1: the universe <laughs> swallows itself. Yes. Um. But,
0: of course, Paul uh, was the first person to get us talking about Archive TV on a podcast. So, but Paul, if you just want to explain how that came about as well.
2: Well, it was quite early on in the show Life podcast history, like within the first 20 episodes, um, and it was just during one of our you know, we we used to meet up in Winchester, didn't we? Because mm. um, that's sort of halfway between me and 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 where you and Lisa live. So uh, we we used to meet in a particular pub, and we I I can't maybe remember. I probably because I've known you so long, and you just kind of you know back in the Sutton Park days, you, you just knew you'd be recording with me probably when when you when you saw me. Um I, It wasn't very difficult to probably say to you would you talk to me about something for the podcast which uh, which of course you you did and um, it wasn't long after the, the I think that uh, um, got you thinking about uh, doing around the archives um, enjoyed the experience well well
0: I, th- I think it's true that I think both Lisa and I felt we wanted to do something creative but we weren't quite sure what and doing audio stuff. It's still not easy, but there's there's less um, sort of there's less to do than if you're doing video stuff, and it, it just allowed us to sit down and, and natter for a bit, which is, of course, you know what we're what we're doing here. Um, but Martin, how did you discover Round the Archives? Oh,
1: there's a question. I'm just thinking yeah. about all that begatting that Paul's doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm
1: sorry. Um, Yes, uh, Shayeti yes, begat round the archives begat A to Z. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah,
2: it's it's <laughs>
1: it's very biblical. Yes, no. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I actually don't know. I th- I I mean, I you know, I'm just a basically a, a, a Twitter hound, you know. And uh, I mean, I found you through Twitter, and you suggested to me to maybe contribute, and obviously, I've got a bit of a taste for it, and. Uh, We've, here we find ourselves, but um, I, it must have come through your Twitter feed. I can't really think of any other other reason um, why why that you know why else I would have found it. You know, it, uh, I, I wasn't actually. It's funny. I, I I I don't really think I did much in the way of podcast listening before
2: before um, I actually st- uh, started listening to uh, RTA. You know, so. Whereas, um, whereas I I'd, I'd been listening to loads of podcasts, and um, I'll have some of that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, because I, I'd been a guest on Toppy Smelly, who's obviously now been on the archives, uh, but I've been a guest on both his uh, Lotsall podcast and his Smellcast podcast, and and in fact, when I was the guest on the Smellcast, that was very soon after that I decided to do the Life podcast and, and the Smellcast and the Shy Life podcast are, are very s- similar in some ways and very different in other ways uh, in that we delve into real life but we also delve into fiction so uh, yeah and, but, but I was thinking of course um, Andrew and I were part of Nick's tape zine, RPS back in the well was it late 80s but definitely 90s so it's kind of coming full circle in a way but not tape zines now it's podcasts
0: well i i I always wonder whether people who think podcasts are a new thing Hmm. you know what they think if you said to them well once upon a time we would sit in nick's bedroom and record onto a tape and then uh nick would end up with a master tape and people would read adverts for it in like celestial toy room and dwb and send in a tape and 50p and return postage, <laughs> which, which is essentially how it worked. So, yeah, there really is no- nothing. Who's laughing in the background? So no, I see, I'm, ju-
1: I'm, ju- I'm just, you know, oh, money for audio? How does that happen?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think somebody in America once sent, sent Nick a cheque or something. Right. And, and those were in the days when... He's got it to framed. Cash, ...to cash a cheque. Um, there was a fee and I think the fee was more than the cheque was so we never bothered doing it brilliant <laughs> but, but do you think um, you, know, you know you've started your your, your own show Martin and, and Paul uh, I have to ask how easy do you think it is to get this stuff out there it's all very well us recording this but, but I think the real problem comes in trying to publicise it and get people to actually listen to it how do you have you been
1: pleased with your with your listening figures? Well, I, I think it, it's one of those things. You, um, it's it comes from uh, you know it's a, in it's many a, ways it's a very close circle, isn't it? You know, I know you, you know me, we know Paul, Paul knows you, you know, and, and and round and round that goes. And whether I think the breakout thing is usually about luck. Someone happens upon something, you know. I mean, and you happen to. I mean, you've had episodes that have gone. Through the roof because you happen to talk about the topic that people happen to be looking for on that day. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm very aware that all the sort of publicity that I have ever put together <laughs> may make absolutely not one jot of difference in real terms. Um, you know, maybe we, you know, you get an extra listener from from they sp- they spot one of the uh, ads. But unless you actually want to seriously put things into uh, monetary. You know, actually, properly promote something and you know, make uh, Google adverts or Facebook adverts or something. I think a lot of it is potluck, you know. And and I think if you engage about something that you know interests people, I mean, there there is a heck of a lot of people out there who enjoy old TV like we do. And uh, I, f- I found you because we have a mutual interest in in that, and 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 also Paul had an interest in production. And it's all sort of
2: gelled together into this strange behemoth. <laughs> I think that the, um, certainly around the archives, at least you have a you know, people who like old TV. But when, when you're doing a show like Sharlai's Podcast or The Smellcast, when oh, yeah. your subjects are so different from week to week, it, it, it might, I mean. It's more mean, eclectic, you, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But you would hope that people would just be in for the ride and that they'd like to see. You know all the different subjects, but that's not always the case. Some people might just tune in and think, or well, they might skip that one because mm. that doesn't sound like. But um, um, so that, that I mean, um, it's actually. Yeah, I mean, you've got what three hundred plus episodes, haven't you?
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it's actually quite a an intimidating number.
2: <laughs> To know where to start you know i know you said put someone downloaded the lot didn't they a couple of months ago you know well it, that's happened quite a lot and actually uh, the funny thing is my march figures weren't as good as my january and february ones and then i i went into uh libsyn this morning mm. and in the the five hours of of, of april the first i'd had a quarter of what i had last month <sighs> so again somebody's gone and downloaded yeah. about like 200 episodes so there, there is out. a
1: theory at the moment that that fewer people are listening to podcasts because no one's commuting um,
2: I don't know how much truth there is in that because you would kind of think people have got more time on their hands but I suppose they sit and watch the telly I don't know yeah I think it's a bit of I mean I, I'm probably listening to less because of that reason but then mm. I think there are other people who are who are li- having a chance to listen to more mm. so it's again absolutely um, it's, it's, yeah.
0: because <laughs> is it true Paul that um, some of your ones where you do a, a musical year. Uh, mm. Just really get, go a, a bit off the chart because somebody is interested in that one band or something or that, that or,
2: or a song. Does this, does that ever happen? Um, it's hard. It's hard to say because I wouldn't say that the the numbers have, are particularly different for the music ones. But uh, um, I, I have just released an episode where. Um, Harry is talking about uh, he, he had the chance to go and see Shakespeare's sister, a band that he liked 25 years ago, who split up before he had a chance to see them, and then they've, they've come back. To, so, whether I'll get a few. Um, Shakespeare's sister fans, uh, although I haven't <laughs> been that. I, I've, I, I've not been sure whether to kind of uh, in, in some of the retweets I've mentioned the band, in, in some of the tweets I've not really mentioned the band in the hope that again you might get people going, oh I wonder what this, and then before they know they're listening. So it's difficult with, with music. You, so you don't want to are, do you be very, are you very candid or are you kind of hoping that, you know, because not every it's not, like everyone's going to be a fan of of, of them. So um but it's there, difficult, it's just, isn't it? It's, it's difficult yes,
1: to yeah. to sort of uh, pitch that correctly because, I mean, in, in the end, someone might listen to five minutes and go,
2: "Oh, well, this isn't about the thing I'm a fan of," and switch off. You know? Yeah. yeah. So but I'm also wor- I'm also worried that uh, it's just very unlikely, but I'm I, I worried about them listening to it and not liking. It. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not. That's probably not going to happen. Well, anyway. you never, never We only really say good things. But, uh,
0: well, I did get a comment on one of our
2: "Are You Being Served" videos
0: right. a couple of weeks ago. Um, where the person complained that they were hoping for the real episode not <laughs> 20 minutes of blah 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 about it. and I thought well you've rather slightly misunderstood A. how copyright works
1: yeah, and B. Yeah.
0: how the archives work wow. <laughs> I think a, sometimes you know,
1: people people in life these days have, have got a very interesting relationship with copyright haven't they and, um, yeah. yeah I mean
0: sometimes yeah. I think we do s- skate on thin ice with sort yeah. of with, with bits of music and things like that and, and it's interesting what bits of music YouTube identifies. But I've never actually had anything with what what they call a copyright strike. You know no. it, yeah. it it'll flag up and say you can't monetize it. But beyond mm. that Yes. Mm. Yeah, you know, I've had that
2: on Yeah, I've had the monetized thing on Sutton Park episodes where maybe I had top of the pops on in the background or something but um, but I wasn't intending to monetize anyway. So that's um, I, I mean so I, 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 I'm surprised because some shows, kind of, I've listened. I listen to. They finish their episodes off with like the whole of a song <laughs> to, finish <it> off, <laughs> to finish off the episode. And I'm well, thinking, we won't be doing that, uh, boys and uh, girls. No, <laughs> uh, and, and I'm thinking uh, I go on Garage Band and try and make as much of my own music as possible, or copyright-free music, because I'm worried about. Uh, I mean, the episode that I'm about to put out is a sort of spoof on This Is Your Life, and I have. Gone on and taken a small sample of the original. This is your life music because it, you know, you can't really do it without using that famous music. But again, it's I, I wouldn't have put the whole song on. So I'm really kind of, you know, I go one way, and, and, and I'm very sort of nervous about it. And maybe that's being a librarian and having well. sort of the thing is you know issues you, and stuff. You're
1: aware of it, aren't you? and that's that's, yes, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, once you're aware of it, you tend to worry about it more. I think a lot of yes, people actually yeah. just uh, bung it out but there we go that's two telly references <laughs> 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 so we've got this is your life <coughs> and um, yes. and are you being served so um, do you want do you want to do you want to natter a bit about telly or do you know yeah I've I i, was, yeah. I, see, I I've been wondering and this is this is one of those those kind of questions that I, I feel that, that I, I should ask people generally but we, we've come together we could probably mostly our telly thing probably we all sort of Weave together because of of Doctor Who, don't we? We we kind of we all watched it when we were kids, and we were all sort of fans of it. Uh, But we, yeah, for some people, that's that seems to be their telly history knowledge. And we kind of, I I used to buy all sorts of books about all sorts of telly, and I'm pretty sure you did too. And I was just really wondering: this is the thing that the thing is. What is I for either of you your first TV memory?
0: Ooh, that is tricky. I mean I can do it from Doctor Who and possibly work backwards, if you see yeah. what I mean. Because my I think my earliest definite memory of Doctor Who is Death of the Daleks. Um I vaguely remember the Time Warrior I think, mm. but I, I'm I'm not a hundred percent. But then I do have a vague memory of the second Peter Cushing film right. being on telly. And I'm fairly Mm. sure it's not the 1978 showing of it. Mm -hmm. It's got to be the 1972 or three showing of it because it was on then. Right. Um, So, but that 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 is a very, very vague memory indeed. Um, See, I'm
1: always terribly, terribly jealous of my sister uh, because I had a, you know, there's there's uh, I can't remember which annual it is, which Doctor Who annual it is that has uh, has two big pictures from Evil of the Daleks in. Oh one there's a there's Jamie and Victoria, at uh, the bottom I think, and 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 the uh, Emperor at the top. And my sister said when I opened the book, "Oh, I remember that one." I thought, swine <laughs> <laughs> I was quite, born quite just worse.
0: too late for the repeat.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know because
0: the repeat is August sixty-eight, right? And I was born just in time for the Dominators, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> So, so, so <laughs> I was born August '68. Yes, that's right, yes. <laughs> But I think the repeat is June, July. Actually, yeah. Right. So, okay. Fair
1: enough. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> see, I see. I have a. I have a very first. My uh, earliest doctor. I think I wrote an article in Dardis a million years ago. Uh, but I have vague, vague memories of the demons. All right. In the sense, I remember the round of applause and the car turning round and the honking of the horn and all that kind of thing. But I also think I have a vague memory of Colony in Space. But it's one of those, I can. there's an image from it that I always think I remember that from seeing it, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Because so, I'm very, very old, very old. <laughs> but you see, I, 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 I remember being a massive fan when I was about, well, how old could I have been, six or seven, of Randall and Hopkirk deceased. I just loved it, you know, and I remember also being allowed to stay up to watch Ironside, a man called Ironside, as it was over here, you know, Uh, but I'm, I'm trying to remember whether there is any actual children's television, which would be what I've mostly watched. That I can actually remember watching (laughs) before I was actually about far too old to actually watch it when I used to sort of sit at home at lunchtime and watch uh, Pipkins and things like that, you know. I'm
0: fairly certain I can remember Sam on Boff's Island. Right. Um, Which, again, you'd have to go through Genome to see all the sort of times it was shown because that that was part of, was it Words and Pictures or something like that? It wasn't like an insert. Part of that, and there is one episode of it knocking around on right. on YouTube, and somebody did recently do it on Looks Unfamiliar, yeah, um, and yeah, it, it seems to survive as a very weird sort of flickery telly recording. I don't know quite what the the hell the copy. But do you? Do you um, is, I mean, do you
1: have it as a kind of uh, memory in terms of? I mean, that sort of false memory of when you find out what year it was that surprises you. A little bit, but but again, because it's a
0: school's programme, I don't know how many times it was shown. That's the thing. Mm. Pinpointing an actual date is very hard, where it's a lot easier with Doctor Who, because mm. generally these things were only shown once. In, in big And books. you can work yes. out what, what, what the date is, yeah. There aren't many books which list, you know, showings of Sam on Boff's Island or. No. or, or <laughs> Although that, that's or an interesting like that. thing
1: you mentioned there, because I was suddenly thinking. I don't have the telly memories, but I do remember the big clock for the schools' programmes. Mm. You know
2: where where the little dash used to disappear. Uh, Sometimes when um, uh, I'm sort of delving into other like fandom for other shows, I I kind of always expect them to have as good sort of um, (laughs) reference works for when things were screened because of because of how lucky we are with Doctor Who, and and uh, you know I, I still don't understand why why there's one episode of Dark Shadows missing. Um, You know, how did that happen? I want to know, there should be a whole book written about it. And and of course, I I haven't seen anything written about why there's one episode. Whereas with Doctor Who, we know where the copies of them were. Well, you just have to um, go and write it, (laughs) Paul. Yeah. Um, I think my first first Doctor Who is definitely Destiny. And I think Destiny and City, I think I must have seen them both times, when they were the repeats. That's why I can remember. Those two better than I can, but I do remember bits of Nymon and I do remember bits of um, Nightmare of Eden, so I think I must have seen it all the way through and then those two again. But um, I, I, I was thinking, I, I, th- I must, my earliest TV must be things like Play School and Play Away because I, mm. I, I know particularly because when, when I, I don't know how old I was, but when I was, it wasn't like last year, but when I was very little, I, when I dreamed, I often dreamed and there were people from play school in the dreams and I, I can only think that was because before your when your preschool you only see your 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 close family yeah and whatever you see on tv so i, I probably didn't know that many faces because mm. often they say when you dream you're seeing faces you're dreaming faces you've kind of subconsciously mm. um you know um, seen in crowds and things like that mm. so um but my a lot of my early dreams involved sort of um, Chloe <laughs> Ashcroft, or, or <laughs> <Wait>. uh, uh, <laughs> things. Well, I think uh, I think some of them sort of reminded me of, of people of my of my mum. Or they were like mum type characters. Yeah. And, um, but uh, yeah. So. But we
1: we pile it. And it's interesting because when when you look into um, old Radio Times, is basically in the morning Play School was it, wasn't it? That was that was BBC Two for most of the day. <laughs> There was one episode of it was they would say closed down straight afterwards. <laughs> so that was basically what you had, you know. I mean unless you of course you were one of these ITV families, you know, <laughs>
2: where
1: well, you would end up watching the Sullivans for no very good reason for years on
2: end. I <laughs> remember I remember the Sullivan's title sequence being on (laughs) and 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 family at war (laughs) uh, 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 considering that I'm now a big Australian soap fan I wish I'd have given it a bit more time um, but those
1: those school Um, holiday afternoons I mean what is it Creskin and Paint along with Nancy and all that stuff, you know. It's it's all it's all locked in the generation, you know. But then again, you get that thing where people go on about the Flash Gordon's, as we've talked about before. But the the uh, Robinson Crusoe that were on at Christmas, you know, there there was these Christmas morning programmes for, for children. But again, I'm beginning to suspect that might be before either of you had sort of encompass <laughs> <laughs> <mentors. laughs> this is why I'm in isolation, you know. <laughs>
0: there is one thing that's sort of resurfaced yeah. from my memory um, in sort of recent years. I was uh, idly looking at um, versions of Alice in Wonderland um, on YouTube about oh, a year yes. ago, because I remember the BBC production in the, in the eighties. Yes, but there is there is another version with Sarah Sutton as Alice. Right. Um, but then I started to look at film versions of it, and hmm. I, I don't claim to be a a great you know expert on film. Hmm. Um, but I came across I think it's a nineteen thirty one black and white version of it. Crikey. Um with a horrible version of Humpty Dumpty in it oh, okay. um, and I think it's voiced by W.C. Fields <laughs> which is really, really yeah, well it makes
1: sense actually yeah. about it. <laughs> um,
0: I, I might be mixing up my versions here but having seen this Humpty Dumpty the way it sort of materializes on the wall and its hideous misshapen mm. face makes me think it was on the telly round about the time the time warrior was on because i remember thinking saying that lynx was humpty dumpty Mm. (laughs) and seeing this version of humpty dumpty on 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 film and i can only assume it was on itv because i've had a quick look on genome and i couldn't track it down so it might have been an itv showing and uh, as you know itv showings are a lot harder to to work out but i'm wondering if there's a a late 1973 showing of that film I, I'd be interested are we going to put out help. a
1: call for ITV to do a, a version of Geno? <laughs> well,
0: well, yes. I mean, I, I've got I've got various sort of scans of of TV Times as mm. as PDFs, but mm. nothing near complete enough that's actually any use to be searchable. So mm. uh, well, I, it would it would be very helpful. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there are a few uh, groups on places like Facebook which which put the pages in there, but it's it's fairly. Uh, Jigsaw, like you know, there's lots of pieces missing. But, yeah, but uh, but, but that's why
0: genome is so good because you can actually yeah. search the damn thing, whereas you know, trying to trawl through pages and pages of stuff Don't on the off chance. Yeah. You see, I, again,
1: with the BBC version, because listings went, you could do all channels from um, you know, from was it about eight? eight was it eighty one or was it later than that? But when you know, when they put ITV in in the radio times. You kind mm. of think they could they could do it comprehensively from then, but they probably they can't. But is, is it is it that there's no interest? They they have no interest, or it's it's not financially viable for an ITV company to do it, or is it just because they're so scattered? There's so many different. I, I think I think
0: that's yeah. the problem because it's yeah. the whole
1: regional problem. Yeah. The you know,
0: I mean, you look at listings in Looking even. Mm. There's a whole page of listings in Lookin with like southern oh, yeah, ATV mm-hmm. Grenada border all the variations just for for sort of the kids shows and they mm-hmm. they're all over the place so
1: did mm-hmm. you think about um Grenada you know Granada's archive but you kind of think it would it be in Granada's interest to actually archive the listings if you see what i mean
2: would they yeah. be able to make money out of it you'd think they would but you know it, I think it was a lot later that uh, that they started putting all of the channels in, in not into the 90s because what was that like? yeah. I've got co- I've got copies I I, I I've sort of Look back at old episodes of Sutton Park, mm. and I and I wouldn't have bought both. Mm. Um, but, uh, but Until I, mem- I, I remember, yeah. I, yeah, but I remember I did buy Radio Times and TV Times well into the ni- into the early nineties. Mm. So it must have uh, mm. changed. He's, he didn't to have to. It. Yes, I
1: must admit there must there must come a point at which I've only got Christmas Radio Times, not both. So yeah, you, so you're right.
0: I mean, Martin, you mentioned Granada, and hmm. I would just like to sort of spin off briefly. Um, yeah, yeah
1: what we're here for we're, we're being yeah. sh- all is over the place there, <laughs> it,
0: is there stuff from your region that you'd like to cover on around the archives that you think nobody's heard of because bear in mind that Lisa and I have just bought 12 discs worth of the Wheelchoppers <laughs> and Shunters social club
1: well it's, it's interesting really because I, 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 I don't generally I mean you, you the TV you grow up with is you just think that's what everybody's watching you know it's it's only later on that you suddenly find out that oh actually people have never heard of that you know I mean we had uh, strange uh, programmes featuring Tom O'Connor you know before he did uh, the name that tune thing he, uh, he was he was one of our local comedians I mean I remember and although they they may have been national I remember a, a double act called Cheese and Onion you know <laughs> and, we, and we used to get lots of Grumbleweeds programmes but again they may have been more national but they were all sort of in that early evening before the news kind of or after the news kind of there was, I think, it was the news. The news and nationwide used to finish about twenty-five to seven, and then there was this twenty-five minutes of local programs. Yeah, and we would that- get the Grumbleweeds or something like that. You know, I mean, I know that uh, this very no yesterday wasn't it? It was yesterday. I was able to send you a link to a, a thing that was on our local news about uh, Bobby Ball.
0: Mm, yes, but
1: I don't know. I don't know how much national coverage that got. You see, because I mean. You, so, Paul, you, 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 you're you, sort
0: of, I was going to say, your TVS. Do you actually remember Southern TV at all?
2: Um, I think so, if Into the Labyrinth was Southern. Because um, I think that, and Hey, hey Look, That's Me, although well, that was BBC. That was Southern BBC, like that. yeah, but yeah. yeah.
0: I'm just, just yeah. wondering whether you can remember things like House Party or, or stuff like that. Um,
1: um, no, I'm not sure.
0: Because I, I that's into 1980, that's into yeah. 1980, 81,
1: yeah. But Saturday Banana was national, wasn't it? I mean, it, it was on in all the regions, maybe not in Scotland, but but in in, in certainly m- most of England had Saturday Banana, for example. Hmm. I mean, I, I remember being very fond of number 73 when I was a student. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of students like number seventy three, but but that was um, that was Kent, wasn't it? That was um,
2: which was the Kent um, area? I I was terribly fickle. I'd start on Saturday swap on Saturday swap shop, and then if it got boring, I'd swap over to number seventy three, and if that got boring, I'd swap back over. And I just kind of <laughs> went from side to side. I think I did that with all of the Saturday morning shows well, throughout the eighties. There
1: was there was the beautiful thing, wasn't there, with um, with the fact that oh, they put the cartoon on so you could switch shows. <laughs> Yeah. Unless you wanted to watch the cartoon, of course. You? So, yeah. C- can I ask, when did you uh,
0: f- first have access to a video recorder? Either of you. Well, either of you,
2: yeah. Well, uh, th- there's two answers to that because um, the long and the shorter of it was that I think it was, was it about 83 that Blake 7 se- series 4 was repeated? Um, I-, I know that year we had some sort of, my dad had some work emergency where we were supposed to be going on holiday and we couldn't go on holiday, so he hired a video player and I remember recording episodes of um, Blake 7 Series 4 when it was repeated and so having that first experience of sort of you know watching them go backwards and forwards and just making them run forwards and then everything around <laughs> <forward>. um, <laughs> and then and, and then it and your
1: and, and Sutton Park was born
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, Ooh, I can uh, edit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, then it must have been it, I'm more vague about sort of quite is I think we liked that we liked it so it was perhaps two or three more years and then we had one and then it wasn't that much longer by 88. I have my own in my bedroom, so because mm-hmm. um, I recorded the last two seasons of uh, of Doctor Who, well, plus loads of other stuff that was on late night. Um.
1: Interestingly, that's that's the same two first seasons that I was able to record um, Doctor Who. The um, for us, we never had one. Uh, I when I got my first job, I one of the first things I bought was one of those combi TV video things, which. Uh, which basically was how I recorded. Tele- that's why I, I still have a house full of videotapes here, and nothing to play them on. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if anybody wants a load of old videotapes. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, they uh, I, that was 1987. Would it have been no? It would it have been 1988? Yeah, first mm-hmm. that was when I, I I got my first job, so I, I went out and bought myself one of these combo
2: units because I was a, I, because I was still at school in, in '88. I was so. Got a lot of the when like, Sylvester would pop up on maybe um, I you know BBC on the in the broom cupboard or whatever, and there was also that he did that tell, tell a story thing, didn't mm-hmm.
1: he? Um, oh, and live and uh, kicking as well. I, I've got some tapes with that on it somewhere.
2: Yeah, so so I was able to, sort of, you know, I remember sort of um, when an episode was was on, I I sort of wait after neighbours to see if there was going to be a. Uh, and I'll put a, uh, an advert for a tonight's episode, mm. or whatever. I'd like, sit sitting there with my with my finger on the pause button, and recording and mm. stuff.
1: But you see, that again is interesting. You, you be. I think you became instinctive for Doctor Who stuff. I used to have all sorts of fragments on tapes, which. Yes. Probably slowly rotting in the house now. You see, I had, a, I had, a, we had posh friends. You know, we had posh friends who had yeah. videos, so we'd go to their house to hire a movie. You know, we would. <laughs> there was obviously videos when I was a student. You know, they would have, they would pick films and put them on in, you know, in, in on the big TV in in, the, in one of the lounges, kind of thing. But uh, my friend had, I, I, I did manage to see the Five Doctors because my friend had recorded it, and and when I came home for Christmas. He, he, he kept it on the tape, but my uh, si- my sister, and, uh, she was she was married and wasn't living at home anymore. She had a, a video machine long before I did, and it was one of those ones you know with big press down buttons on the front. I think it was Grundig, <laughs> really big shiny buttons that ka-tong, 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 on uh, like slider buttons on the front, and a and a top loader and things. But it also had a wired remote control, you know, which just basically was on and off for on and volume. I think it was, you know, but.
2: Uh, I, I feel like my parents might have had a video by the time of trial of a time Lord mm-hmm. but I think I think the weird thing was was it wasn't until the, the like the official video started coming out that it occurred to me that I might want to record things and, and keep them mm. so because I remember being a bit cross with myself that perhaps there'd been a couple of seasons w- which I could have I could have started my collection earlier yes. something, but I hadn't even thought about doing that. It just hadn't occurred to me for mm-hmm. some reason.
1: First, um, first video I ever bought was Seeds of Doom. You know the black and white uh, Patrick Trown, because I just thought, well, that's not going to be out yeah. for long.
2: <laughs> yeah, I had that, and I was so, and I know the same Christmas I, I got Death of the Daleks, and <laughs> I and I went hunting for my Christmas presents, um, and I knew it was in the house, so <laughs> I, I found it and watched episode one when my parents were out. <laughs> See, the thing was, I had Seeds of Doom, and I didn't
1: have a player, and it's weird <laughs> because I did the same thing about however many years later, when I bought my first DVD, (laughs) and I didn't have a DVD (laughs) player. I
0: I should just jump in here, Martin, Mm? and and, and say you mean Seeds of Death, don't you? Mm. Because we'll we'll get letters otherwise. Yes, you're absolutely right. Slop of the tinge. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) Fix it in the edit. (laughs) I was going to say, Seeds seeds of Doom is your your favourite story, Paul, isn't it? So when, yes, is, di- when yes, did when yes. did you first see Seeds of Doom? I presume pirate tape of some description.
2: Yeah, it was by, it was by the time I had because I, um, Martin won't know this, but, but Andrew probably will remember. I had about fifty pen friends at one point. Yes, so from, from <laughs> about. In I had my letter in Data coils uh, lucky in, wrist. <laughs> in the in the Doctor Who magazine in about 1988, um, and and then I started, you know, well this. Um, of course, Mr. Andy Andy Ching, who's been around the archives, and I m- managed to kind of get hold of lots of different tapes. and met different people who had copies off Super Channel and things like that. So I think I think I probably got a couple of different copies of Seeds of Doom mm. around the same time. I definitely had a, a three-part edit, which that might that might have been from Super Channel, mm. um, or th- and then th- there was. Um, Australian copies that I was getting because th- there was there was that guy who did the uh, announcing at the end of um, from the ABC shop uh, and all that sort of thing um, he, he'd make sort of flippant remarks about being able to go to the ABC shop but you probably won't better buy a little green man or something, or something.
1: <laughs> um, see I never moved in such exalted circles I, I you know because the, 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 people tell these tales of having the sixth generation copies and stuff I, I, I know not a lot. I didn't know anybody me.
0: I only ever paid for it once
1: <laughs> and, that, uh, uh, and that
0: and that was when Evil of the Daleks part 2 was recovered Oh right! I sent, I sent somebody a fiver and they sent me a tape with Evil of the Daleks 2 well, we want to see a bit of Victoria mate <laughs> exactly and it was the most atrocious copy I, it was literally 30th generation oh, it was crikey. the picture was like vertical, about ten yeah. percent of the time, it was like.
1: And that's and when I a fiver thought, was I, a fiver. I
0: was, I still regarded it as as a
1: bargain. It's,
2: it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really interesting. To see it. Yeah, but you
1: went. I mean, you went to convention, so you probably also saw, you know, the sh- screenings, didn't you, and stuff like that. Which, or did you not go that early to, to conventions?
0: Well, I remember going to the Exo Space Convention, which weirdly Andy P turns out to. have Gone to as well. And you went with to us, Paul, didn't you? Yeah, mm, that's right. Yeah. And and the video room then, there was one video room for Doctor Who mm. and one video room for tele fantasy in general. That's and after a while, you ended up spending more time, I think, in the second room than the
1: first room. I don't know Which explains you, you, a lot.
0: You were Spends getting getting home. into like the
1: Tomorrow People and things like that, weren't right. you? Which, of course, would have been more difficult to see as well, to mm. a certain extent, I imagine. Mm. Uh, I mean, the thing is, I mean, you, with Doctor Who, I suppose, there was so much written material, you maybe felt you knew it.
2: Uh, I don't know if it... Uh, I was thinking about this recently. I was talking to somebody in the States who I think I was a Star Trek fan. And I I just felt from it might just be him, or I might be being unfair, but it felt like that. I, I think that, that, I don't know if it's just Doctor Who fans, there's more chances that they're interested in lots of different tele fantasy, not all. And, and, um, whereas maybe the American fans of things like Star Trek are interested very much in Star Trek, and Nothing else. they do sometimes explore, but they don't. They, it, maybe because it's not so easy to find. Um, you know, and, you know no, Doctor maybe. Who is quite a, a very niche thing for a lot of, of, of Americans. You think it's a bit like it's
1: their things. football team, and and yeah. I, I like this and nothing else.
2: Nothing else, yeah.
1: Because yeah. I mean, we we grew up also with things like UFO and um, Thunderbirds and all that kind of thing on the TV. So it, it was space we watched it. You know, I mean, Space Nineteen Ninety Nine uh, was the big uh, sort of launch. You know, when I was about ten. You know, and we we yeah, absolutely so devoured it. You
2: know. But also, I don't think of myself as uh, as being necessarily. I obviously, I do like sci-fi, but mm. I the things I like about Doctor Who are, are probably more the the shock of the cliffhanger and the horror side, which is probably why I'm such a big horror mm. fan. So I think of Doctor Who as being at its best being almost like a horror film. Um, uh, uh, the sci-fi is kind of is just a, a side mm. thing because obviously some stories. Um, I mean, the sci-fi I do like tends to be Earth-based more than spaceships, mm. anyway. So, it's probably why I'm not so keen on well, maybe Star Trek. You, maybe
1: just like serial television, you know, that has yeah. that, that that just goes on. I mean, are you a big? Yeah, were I mean, you or are, are you a big fan of the soaps, particularly? Or
2: well, particularly the Australian ones, yeah, yeah Prisoner and, and Sons and Daughters yeah. and, and sort of. Well, yeah, points. when
1: I left college, Neighbours were like sort of crack cocaine of television, wasn't it? It was, it was, <laughs> like, it was just you couldn't not see the next one.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I am currently, I am currently watch, uh, a Neighbours watcher, uh, partly because I came back to it, because uh, so, uh, so many people from the 80s, um, people who played young characters in the mm-hmm. 80s are now middle-aged or older, playing characters in current Neighbours, so I kind of had to watch this to see what they were doing and then got addicted again. Um, and they there's a lot more psychopaths and weirdos uh, <laughs> in Neighbours than there ever used to be, so it's <laughs> wonderful for me. I lo- there's there's, there's oh, people coming back from the dead, and, and, and uh, oh, it's, 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 it's um, perfect. The, and the Australian and, and psychopath
1: quotient we're yeah, not going I mean, to make really,
2: any kind of comment on that at all <laughs> <laughs> i mean they really kind of they have one and when that one leaves there's usually somebody quite soon after that comes who's got their own problems and causes dramatic
1: yeah problems, but so. i mean but, you know, over here we had nick cotton didn't we and, and every time every time he sort of turned up at the end of an east enders it was it was always shot with lightning flare well, it always feels like it was lightning flashes and, and pouring <laughs> rain and a sudden flash of light would illuminate him and you know he was the machiavellian villain really wasn't he <laughs> Yeah, 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 but but Paul, yet you yet? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but Paul, y- you of course became interested in actually writing your own soaps. Uh, as, as such, so um, I'm thinking not just about Sutton Park, but I remember recording Spectrum round Nick's house with you, where you'd printed yeah. out the scripts and we were play. Because di- didn't that first episode, wasn't it influenced a bit by EastEnders? Because there was a wasn't there a, a, a character. Teddy Toil or something like that. That's based on Eddie Royal It's, it's a long yeah. time ago. <laughs> but how d- how influenced w- were you by by so? Yeah, that would be Terry <laughs> well,
2: well, I didn't watch um, EastEnders for very long because as soon as I went to university, that sort of curtailed me a bit. But that is the era that I would have been watching EastEnders around the time I was writing Spectrum, and Eddie Royal was a character at that time. And and yeah, I, I it. it uh, I mean, Spectrum was definitely a spoof of of those sort in a way you know, of soap operas, and uh, obviously the yeah, many psychopaths and, weird, and weirdos <laughs> as, as possible, really. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so I was by the time I wrote Spectrum, I was watching Neighbours and, and EastEnders. Uh, so yes, yeah, so, I and, and obviously the, the cliffhangers um, so, yeah, as we. Were, saying it was probably always something that the thing I like best about Doctor Who, really. mm. But But, but
1: kind of shows you can do it on no budget as well, doesn't it? That's the thing, you know. <laughs> but have, have I, any of you, any of us, actually
0: been interested in writing Doctor Who fiction? Because I don't think I ever have been,
1: really. Not really. Well, I've written a couple of scripts, but I never did anything much with them I mean you know I've, I've got I've got a few storylines which I've never done anything with but uh, but I, I've, no, it, I, I you know I kind of I, I you know you're writing shortcomings I know where my strengths are you know what I mean?
2: when I was in the, my last year at um, primary school for some reason the English teacher it's quite a small primary school um, we were asked to write some sort of long a long long-form stories and I, I wish I still had them I, I, it was one of those things where I was like sick at the end of the of, of, of the year and I don't know why the teacher just couldn't have kept them aside because I wasn't there to collect it I lost both those pieces of work one of them was an Avengers um, uh, s- a story with Steve and Tara and it was I, I, I don't I, I almost admire the fact that I managed to get so, like an archetypal Uh, Avengers episode, it was about a list where there was lots of different names and and Stephen Tarr kept arriving just too late to save them, and and then of course the end of the list was torn and it had their names on it and I I don't know a specific episode, but there was definitely lots of elements of different episodes of Avengers that I'd seen, Um, and and the weird thing is, I did a sort of, uh, the Doctor on trial um, story for my Doctor Who long form story, and this was in about 84, so I, I think that, that that script probably got um, uh, stolen and used for <laughs> time <time-world>, loss, possibly. <laughs> the swines! <laughs> but I, I Although I can remember nothing about the actual plot. You would have been,
1: uh, I mean, that must have been the Channel 4 repeats of the Avengers, wasn't it? Avengers, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, and, and then, a few years later, I did write about three or four stories for a fanzine. I think it was I think it was called Revelations. Who another friend was involved in, um, and I had to write a John Poetry story and a Peter Davison story. And I think with the the uh, with the John Pertwee story, again, it was kind of considered almost too archetypal. I, I, mean, I took a lot of things that that were sort of very typical of the era, mm. and and to, to me, I thought that was me doing a good job. I mean, I was only fourteen or fifteen or something. Works for big finish. Uh, yeah. So so. I, um, so I, I didn't necessarily, and I remember talking to Nick about it at the time and sort of saying I don't quite know what I've done wrong here or what I would change, so really I, I think I'd just rather do my own my, my own thing mm. um, I do remember writing a story with the the sixth doctor and Perry set up the Salisbury Cathedral, and the Cybermen were in I, w- I went up Salisbury Cathedral around that time and there were quite a lot of, I guess it's the like the inside of the ceiling of the of sort of the cathedral, there's lots of sort of domey bits, and, and, but you see the reverse side of it and I imagined, and it's probably around the time of Attack of the Cybermen, I, I kind of thought you could you could definitely store a few Cybermen up sort of the cathedral, and um, I started writing a, st- a story um, th- then which I never finished um, so I did go through this the stage of, of doing it, but I also kind of preferred doing my own stuff, really making my own characters um, uh, I, I even wrote a sort of, um, a, a mixture of sort, of around the time that Sophie and Sylvester were in Doctor Who, I, I wrote a sort of Saffron Steel type st- story which was kind of, um, I imagined them playing um, the, the two characters, it wasn't Saffron Steel, but neither was it Doctor Who, but it was mm. my own sort of, um, so I, I definitely dabbled, but mm. sort of it merged into me doing my own thing eventually. Yeah. Do you think
1: it's it's a particular fan thing. I mean, I, I, whilst I might not have written much, I, I do remember uh, the college building I was in, which was <laughs> later used as a as a, a, play, a place where they filmed a series. But but um, I remember thinking, oh, this would be a good if you had a shot here, and you know, you're actually lining up shots and thinking, oh, you could have a Dalek coming up the stairs here, and all this kind of thing. Uh, so you think it's just wherever you are, you tend to think, eh, how can I Doctor Who this?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, of course, we we did. Um we did our own version of, of our earliest video projects, were were sort of spoofs on Blake Seven and um, and Genesis of the Daleks. That was your script, wasn't oh, it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, Genesis of the Wogans was definitely a spoof. <laughs> the, the, the the Blake Seven thing we did, I, I don't know. That sort of became more. Of I don't know if it was intended as a. I don't know what we intended that to be. No. Uh, it looks more like a spoof, but I, I think we were trying to be more straight with it but um, I don't know what your mem- memory of that is Andrew.
0: Well I, I just remember being quite excited that we basically had got our hands on a video uh, camera and yes. could just play so in some ways I think the Blake 7 thing it, it felt like an excuse just just to do something it didn't really matter what it was um, yes. and and that very very soon Led on to much more ambitious things, but so it did w- you it have was
1: video editing equipment when you were doing all this?
0: Well, well, you better explain, Paul. Two video recorders, wasn't two it? Two video recorders. that
1: was. Okay, that, yeah. that
2: was. Yeah, that's what you had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Nick, Nick was quite. Nick was quite good at editing. Um, I don't. I, I don't remember there being many sort of botched attempts. It, it seemed to be that he was good very quickly. Um, I, I suppose it came from originally you'd use the two video players to record, you know, to do your own copies of, 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 yeah. of Doctor Who or whatever you'd got, you know, stuff that you'd, um, got copies of, but I, I guess he kind of already knew what he was doing as far as setting up when it came to, um, uh, editing. I, I, remember spending afternoon around his house, um, j- just d- doing compilation videos of things, and he was always very obliging. I, I remember, because I used to, not only did I watch Sons and Daughters mm. for quite a few years, uh, I recorded it and I remember spending one afternoon just doing the bits where there was a particular actor who always seemed to corpse or look at the screen or or, or smirk when he shouldn't do and I remember Nick just helping me make a video, a, comp- a compilation video of, of, of all the corpsings and, and, and sort of wobbly bits and sons and daughters uh, for no other reason than it was quite I guess it probably gave him a bit of, of practice and it, and it was you know he, I, he, uh, I I was happy to support my.
1: <laughs> See, I, I suddenly look back now because obviously I, I, one of my terms at art college involved uh, TV production, and I, I, I suddenly think of that that editing suite that we had, and why wasn't I staying there till midnight? <laughs> but we, we just ah, now it seems like such a missed opportunity. But I
0: think yeah. I think in the in the nineties very much that. The technology was there that you could, you couldn't necessarily do it professionally, mm. but you could do it, you know, good enough for your own purposes. Um, I mean, if you look at electronic editing now, and you know, it, it, but you know, you, you're you're cutting to the exact frame, you're you're mm. cutting sound to like milliseconds basically but even then you were sort of plus or minus half a second with the edit weren't you yeah. most of the time but a lot it was just putting the hours in that's all it was
1: I mean, yeah. but, but that was the era when a lot of independent video production companies started wasn't it you know when you think about it you know there's the, you know people like John Cleese and, and uh, Smith and Jones and all that sort of setting up their own companies so it, it can't have been a great leap if you like, to think, I'm doing this, we can do this,
2: you know, what, you know. The, the, the funny thing is, because um, we were doing Nick's films, where, which he scripted, but I was doing Sutton Park at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there are lots of episodes of Sutton Park where I'm doing Sutton Park, and it's part of the story, because Nick was coming over to use my dance, I don't know if my dance video was just better, or whether that was just the second video that Nick needed to use, and, and he brought his along, um, but there's lots of footage of Nick editing... <coughs> whilst I'm prattling around in the background doing Sutton Park Mm -hmm. and and Nick's in in my dad's study sort of lounged across the floor because that was the the easiest way of being close to the video to do (laughs) the the, So I've got lots of footage of of what the situation was for Nick to edit back in in, in the sort of 90s, um, which is a kind of weird thing to have if it wasn't for Sutton Park. You wouldn't have video of somebody editing. A pair of Betamaxes. <laughs> uh, I think all, I don't think. I don't think I ever saw a Betamax. Well, one. My friend Harry had a Betamax. Hmm. But, uh, but did you um, have
1: those, those? The camera with the little tiny tapes in,
2: or was it full size? Uh, um, yeah, I had. I had um VHS Because right. kind of you you were
0: VHS C, weren't you? And wasn't
2: yeah. Andy uh, super? Uh, what was it? Eight. Um. Eight. Eight, <laughs> eight millimetre or something. Super what was it called? Yeah, or super. S- Super those, yeah, yeah, it was the difference, sort because so we did because there was always sort of you know different things you heard about one version was better than the other. Um, I think just because I knew what i I knew and, and you just put the tapes into an adapter and put it straight into um, a, a video player mm. that, that just seemed more sort of just Mac and uh, PC yeah. all over again, isn't it yeah. uh, and ama- yeah.
0: amazingly those tapes still play. That, that's yes. the thing, because Nick yeah. has managed to recover virtually everything. Is, that, well, we is that true? We
2: haven't yet. I don't think we've yet got anything like that tape does not work. Mm. I don't think we've got anything definitely. Yet. I mean, there's still things that he's tinkering with, but I don't think at the moment there's anything where he said, sorry, that tape is dead. I can't save that at all.
1: Do so. you think it's uh, a shame to a certain extent that uh, technology, new technology, uh, is always embraced at the expense of the old, where I mean, I remember being quite impressed when at the first went, or the second time we went to America, where there were the, when you hadn't seen one here for years, there were still video stores because people couldn't afford to upgrade at that point, you know. DVD players weren't a fiver down the supermarket then, you know. And uh, so you actually, they still had video shops when you hadn't seen one in Britain for, you know, three or four
2: years at that stage. I, I remember being with Nick in Vegas in late 2000 and, and looking at the, the DVDs mm. and um, I think we might have even bought a, d- a DVD d- well mm. think well that will give us a reason to kind of upgrade our DVD player yeah. soon sort of sometime. But, um, but I also remember around the same time um, sort of buying uh, videos of Dark Shadows, um, so that I, I could I could sort of um, bring those back mm. but again they would have been in the wrong format so I must mm. have, I think I'm not even sure if I bought them to play, I kind of mm. bought them to say look I've got some, look, some actual Dark Shadows <laughs> merchandise that I can sort of.
1: I had a, a friend who was, was getting um, Star Trek you know Star Trek Next Generation was on he had a friend yeah. in America who would post him ten episodes on a tape uh, yeah, every yeah. month or so you know
2: and you used to be able to get things like that at comic marts as well, oh, yeah. um, which is where I first saw Dark Shadows, where somebody had stuck a load of Dark Shadows videos and best ofs onto. Mm. A, um, they were, they were just selling on sh- on st- stalls at at big comic marts in central London, but it, but um, it it it,
1: it uh, is kind of uh, again it shows how how the business has transformed when you think now that you can get entire seasons or entire runs of TV shows for about thirty quid. And when you were buying two on a tape. I mean, how much was the original Blake 7 release, Andrew? <laughs> well, uh, I, the, the first Blake
0: 7s I ever got, were the, I think there were three or four compilation ones.
1: So oh, you yes, I so have them. They, they weren't in the
0: individual... His. Yeah. Episodes. It was like the beginning and Orac yeah. and Jewel and Aftermath yes. and the other yes. ones. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I only yes. got those when they went down in price. I, no, think, I think nine ninety nine in Woolworths or something, something like that. Yeah. But, but when you
1: think yeah. about it, that, that would mean that for the entire run of like seven, two, two to a take when they started doing the you know the individual episodes, that's what fifty. Uh, twenty six times. two hundred and sixty quid. You know. Well, I have to ask, Paul,
0: you've done. Th- Three thousand episodes of Sutton <laughs> Park*, and yeah, about, a, and managed to recover, you know, a, a good chunk of them to electronic format already. That almost. all fits onto one hard drive, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it's quite a big hard drive. But, it's uh, a big a hard two, drive, a, but a two a, a two t a two tetra or whatever.
0: Yeah. Stop. So that, that's just you know, at the time, how many tapes must it d- did you end up with? Yeah, we
2: haven't. We're, I'm lucky that my parents have got lots of bedrooms because <laughs> <laughs> they were all kind of filling the drawer, the drawers of of um, different sort of cupboards that they've got in spare bedrooms. So how long was an average episode, or did you not have a fixed running time? Didn't have a fixed running s- stage because I kind of didn't like to be predictable, so you'd know the cliffhanger was coming up, right. which is actually something that obviously as a viewer I was kind of like, oh look, I'd look at the clock and think, oh, the cliffhanger's coming up, um, so I didn't tend to, I tended to. Sometimes they were sort of eight or nine minutes, sometimes they were twenty minutes, sometimes they were two or three hours if it was a big episode number.
0: I remember episode a thousand being being yeah. a biggie.
2: That was Yeah. Because every hours. everybody was in that,
0: weren't they? I think you you yes. made an effort yeah. to get everybody to Even do a little I thing. Yeah.
2: Even characters I killed off earlier in the year. And you're still doing that. Now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I never I never killed anyone off who I didn't think that they didn't want to do it anymore that, uh, but uh, yeah if I, could st- if I still saw them Ooh, around you see. To, manage to, to get them and use it as a, f- a flashback, see, flashback.
0: I'm, ju- I'm just trying to imagine if
2: by a sort of accident of geography
0: if Martin had actually <laughs> been around the Salisbury area in the 90s how you would have fitted into Sutton Park and I think you would have fitted in
1: extremely
0: well <laughs> I, I
1: One of my deepest regrets is I didn't have People like you in my life back then. You know, yeah. I, I didn't have uh, a circle of fan friends, if you like. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's one of those things that you. I, I do. I who oh, get terribly envious. I do. I do. I'm a, ter- a terrible, <laughs> envious am person. But
2: uh, but there we are. And, uh, I mean, on on the podcast, um, Toppy and I even do flashbacks of our fictional childhood where we <laughs> we've said the same thing. Oh, it's, oh, it's a shame we weren't here to do something. Hard. Mm. So. That's one of the reasons we do do the dramatics together because we kind of get a chance to to do the same sort of well, stuff we've we yeah, done. Yeah,
1: that is the beauty of this, isn't it? This, this this process, this you know what we're doing nowadays is that actually, I mean, I'm sitting in a room up north, uh, Andrew's in in uh, pool, and you're in other places. You know, we're in three sort of disparate yes. corners, not corners. Corners of a triangle. (laughs) Does that work, Andrew? Your science. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Triangles have got corners. Three corners of a triangle, and we're able to do this, you know, which is kind of, you know, kind of wonderful in its own little way. (laughs) I mean, I keep sending, I keep sending uh, Paul these these slightly
2: bizarre
1: (laughs) (laughs) bits of audio, (laughs) that he's kind enough to put (laughs) on the tail end of his uh, podcast.
2: Yeah, I'm very great. I'm very <laughs> grateful for that, Cause, and it's also a kind of like uh, sort of thing. Oh, I see he's, de- he's, he's developing to different sides of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: go forth, the fledgling flies the coop. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, I think I think it's true that much <laughs> as we love doing around the archives and doing all the you know. I guess I guess we approach it fairly seriously because we try and do as much research as as we can and and look at things. But sometimes it's great just to come on and do some silly voices,
1: and it really <laughs> it really is wonderful. <laughs> Surely not? I, I would I wouldn't be caught dead. No, absolutely no.
0: <laughs> well, on on that thought, um, I think we'll say thank you to uh, Paul and thank you to Martin for joining us mm-hmm. for we're in the archives in conversation and uh, if if this goes down well there might be another one in the, in the offing so for for the for the moment talk thank again. you boys and bye bye talk to you again <laughs> bye Take bye